0: Block Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Weigh-In Sports Talk. I'm your host Brian Tarbin, and Trey will not be with us tonight. We were going to cancel the show, but you know what? I threw something together. It's not going to be as long as it usually is. But, hey, I'm showing up tonight. It's 9 Eastern. We're glad to have you listening. Hopefully, if you can't make it live tonight, you can catch in the archives because I did cancel the show earlier, but I did kind of call it back on. So there is some sports news to cover. I just don't want to get out of the habit of, of doing the show. So thanks for joining me. I'm fired up to be here. Call in number 646-716-5564. If you'd like to listen, 646-716-5564. We'd love to hear from you tonight. Like I said, we're not going to do a long show. Our big show is going to come this Sunday. We're going to kick it back into high gear again. But a lot of things going on in your personal life, at work. And it was just we had to take a couple of weeks off and but the main thing is we're back now, but there's some breaking news in the college football world tonight. Florida State did hire a defensive coordinator. It looks like they promoted within. Charles Kelly is promoted to the de- – Sorry about that. I have a, a dog out there that likes to bark when, I, when I'm getting ready to do a show. So, again, Florida State has a defensive coordinator they hired within. I'm not – I'm not really keen on this hire. I don't know much about him, but I'll tell you this, losing Pruitt to Georgia is really going to hurt this team on the field and off when it comes to recruiting. Pruitt was one of the best recruiters in the country, and Damian Craig leaving Florida State last year, I really thought it was going to kill Florida State. It it did hurt him recruiting, but when Pruitt came, it it kind of, it, it kind of, took the sting out of it a little bit. So Pruitt's gone to Georgia. Now they have a new coordinator. Let's see how this works out two weeks until signing day right now. That's what I'm interested to see. We're only a couple of weeks out. Signing day is rapidly approaching. It's going to be here before we know it. We'll talk a little recruiting before long. I just wanted to throw that out there. And Sherman actually issued an apology this week for his his rant after the game in the playoffs and my question to everybody out there is, do you think he should have apologized? I really don't see anything he did wrong. And you know, you and you know, I've heard other people say this, so this is not an original idea even though I, I did think about it when it happened. After you you come onto their domain, you come into a player's domain, they're fired up, they're they're pumped up, they just made the play to take him to the Super Bowl, and you put a a microphone in their face and ask him a question. But I'm not excusing Sherman for his actions, but I'm just trying to to let people see that, you know, he he didn't curse, he didn't swear, he didn't cuss anybody out, but his comments towards Crabtree were a little harsh, even though they were true. It, It just wasn't classy, and a lot of people... You have mixed reviews. Fifty percent of the people I talk to think he's a thug. Fifty percent of the people I talk to thought it was okay. So I'm from the school. I see it both ways. I mean, I, I can see, you know, if, if if you're a Stanford graduate, you're a very educated person. Why do you need to show your your butt after an interview? If you're the best, and Sherman always says he wants he wants his numbers to speak for themselves. Well, why does he keep running his mouth if he wants his numbers to speak for himself? He is the best corner in the NFL. There's no doubt about it. But I don't think there's a reason to, to tell Crabtree sucks and he's a terrible receiver. But we don't know what goes on in between the lines. But but he said something today. Sherman said something that people use the word thug now, and it's a, it's a way to say the N-word. And I I wanted to hear y'all's thoughts about that, if you're listening and like to call in. I mean, the people, when you hear someone say the word thug, do you think they're meaning his actions, or do you think they're talking race? I I just think, honestly, now Super Bowl's coming up, he just needs to shut up. Because everything he says is going to be magnified now, it's going to be blown up, everybody's going to be talking about it. And you know what? This is about Seattle. This is about Denver. This is just not about him. And if I'm a player on the team, you know, I'm I'm probably a little aggravated that that he makes this about him and not the team. But I don't know the guy. I don't know what the team thinks about him. I'm just talking about me being a teammate. So, any thoughts out there, let me know. But Sherman will be playing against Peyton Manning. And and you know what, If if he shuts down Peyton Manning, he wins the Super Bowl. I mean, there's nothing else to say. I just couldn't imagine him, after the game, saying anything derogatory about Peyton Manning. I mean, there's nothing you can say derogatory about the guy, and Sherman would not say anything about Peyton Manning. I'd bet you a million dollars. Heck, I'll put a billion dollars on it. Just like, just like they're doing for the bracket, but. Buffett, Warren well, Buffett's is actually offering a billion dollars for a perfect bracket this year. If you want to fill out your brackets and get them all right, you get a billion dollars. Not a not a, a not a bad payday for being perfect on something that's never done. Um, looking at the odds of that, it's four trillion something like that to one to pick a perfect bracket. So if you're out there you think you like those odds, give it a shot because I'm going to give it a shot. I don't know if I'll succeed or not, but But I'm going to give it a shot, just to see. Who knows? Maybe I can quit work one of these days, and and a billion dollars could be enough to to let me live the lifestyle I've grown accustomed to living. But some NFL news: Vince Young, ex quarterback, ex NFL quarterback Vince Young filed for Chapter 11 today. Surprise, surprise! Vince Young. Wow. Since leading the Titans to a 30 and 17 record from 2006 to 10. He's fallen on hard times. CBS is reporting. 16 months ago, it was reported that Young was nearly out of money despite once signing a contract that guaranteed him $26 million. So $26 million. What in the world did you buy, Vince? What did you buy for $26 million that now you're filing bankruptcy? That's terrible. It goes to show he's not the only athlete. It goes to show these kids are kids when they come to the NFL, really. I, I know you're between 20 and 22 years old. You're still stupid. I mean, that's the bottom line. At that age, you don't know how to manage money. And you see these people take advantage of these guys, and they, they say they're investing their money or they're taking care of them. But it's not as much money as people think. You know, that $26 guaranteed is probably $13 million, even though that's still a lot of money it's not 26 million and and once you go through it and and you buy all these luxurious houses, cars, you buy your family stuff, that money's gone. But I would love to know well what he owns. I mean, he's 30 years old and he's bankrupt now after having 26 million dollars. I I just don't get it, guys. And do they what do they need to do to educate players coming out of college? to the NFL, how to handle their money. And it's not just the NFL, it's the NBA, Major League Baseball, not as much in baseball as it is in the NFL. But what happens is you get these kids coming from nothing, and all of a sudden they get $26 million or they have these millions of dollars. And you know what? For, for 22, 23 years, they've been broke. They've had nothing. They've they watched their mom. they watched their dad suffer. they watched their brothers and sisters be poor. And you know what? These guys want to give back and and help them, but they don't realize if they just give them a small amount of money each month, that would be helping them a lot more than just spending all of their money. So invest that money out there if you're listening. Get some interest off of it. Live off the interest. You don't even need to touch the principal. There's no need for you to go through $26 million in just a few years. So... If you're out there and Vince Young bought you something, give it back to him. But it's just so easy to file bankruptcy just to quit, to run up all this debt and quit, which I can't imagine having that much debt with $26 million in my pocket. But, hey, Vince Young, you'll figure it out. But, th- but they do need to help these guys manage their money better. I mean, it's hard to manage your money if you've never had money. Trust me. I know. From experience, it's it's hard. You get money, you got a job that pays money. You're like, wow, I can go to the store and buy this TV, and all of a sudden, you're in debt. You, you know you, you've overspent, and I think that's eighty percent of America today. They're living outside of their above their means, and good luck to him. And also in college football news, it looks like Florida State is losing their backup quarterback. Coker will be transferring to Alabama. Jacob Coker, uh, he's already graduated, so he's going to go to Alabama and finish it out. He'll be replacing the legendary A.J. McCarron. And Coker's numbers in six games this year for Florida State, 18 to 36, 250 yards, no touchdowns, and no interceptions. Honestly, I think this is a huge pickup for Alabama because you look at their roster. uh, The quarterback transferred. Now they, they really didn't have anybody Coker's is the real deal. Everybody out there listening, he he's a good quarterback. And the only reason he didn't hit the field this year is because Winston was a quarterback. So he had his surgery. He's ready to go. And my question to the fans, listeners out there, does this put Alabama as a legitimate contender again? Because I I worried, and I I was looking at Alabama's schedule. I was looking at who they were losing, and and when I looked at it all. I looked at a three-loss three, three loss team right here being Alabama at least without a quarterback. But Coker could come in and, and be a quarterback that could step in. He's mature, he's got a degree, and he's hungry. He's wanting to make a name. And, you know, Nick Saban's always got a plan out there. So everybody, all these Bama fans I've heard, you know, whining about not having a quarterback, worried about it, those are not the Alabama fans that i really talked to. The Alabama fans I really talked to told me that Saban had a plan and and they weren't worried. So hey, no need to be worried. Coker will be coming to Alabama to quarterback that team, and that Iron Bowl looks even better now. We got we got Nick Marshall coming back, being a senior. We're going to have Coker being there. This SEC West is is going to be a probably a three team race this year you got Alabama, Auburn, and LSU probably. I think A&M is going to take a step back. I think Arkansas never will take a step forward. Mississippi State and Ole Miss, you never know. I think Mississippi State will be a lot better, but I don't think they'll be good enough to, to contend for that title. So the SEC West is going to be strong again, as always, and what a huge announcement here. Just getting Coker probably. It'll be announced before long. That's huge. So if you you hate Alabama out there and you you were thinking that they were gonna struggle at quarterback, well think again. Alabama has the talent on that field to contend every season for a national championship. And even though they lost a lot, they stick another five star in. They did lose a lot on the offensive line. That always concerns me. Anytime you lose several on a good offensive line, so we'll see. And, and one player doesn't, doesn't make a team. Chemistry really matters a lot. So. Those are big shoes to fill, coming in filling AJ McCarran's shoes. So we'll definitely be paying attention to that and keeping you up to date. In the NFL, I don't know if, if y'all heard that Goodell is trying to get rid of the extra point in the NFL, and his reason was it was it was boring. You know, he he's all about the fans being in, engaged in the game, no boring moments, just thrills. He's already taken defense out of the football game, almost. So now he wants to take kicking out of the football game. So imagine this: you score a touchdown. I don't know how they're going to do this, but let's let's play a game. Let's just entertain you for a minute. Just say they back it up to the 30-yard line and do extra points, or they put it at the the two-yard line and make you go for one, and if you want to go for two, maybe they put it at the five-yard line or something. I don't know, but, but I don't like it. I mean, I'm, the, I'm an old-school type of guy when it comes to football. If it's not broke, why are you going to fix it? Extra points are are they're usually made in the NFL, but I mean, there's a chance, you know? You, you can miss one, get it blocked, and it costs you a game. If you look at... Every season, whether it be college or NFL, there's, there's kickers that miss extra points that cost their team the football game. So I just don't understand why you're trying to change a football game. You, you, you've made it now, Goodell, where people don't even want to play defense anymore because they can't play defense. They, 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 they get on the corner unless you're a Richard Sherman, and you get torched week in and week out, and you look like a scrub because you can't even make contact with a receiver the receiver can come in and, and knock your block off and that's fine and everything, but if you breathe on a receiver, you're getting a flag. So Goodell, listen, if you if you're listening to me, which you probably aren't, I'm nobody to you but but let me tell you this. You you've never played football. You don't know anything about football and all you're doing is ruining the game of football. You're making it where it's all about points and scoring and it, I mean you're thinking that's what you're making it. All about excitement but Football today is the same as it was yesterday. The fans, that I'm 37 years old, and I'm watching football, and I I like old-school football. And I'm sure the the rest of the country does, too. You have these new-age fans that come in here, they're worried about your jersey you're wearing. They're, They're all about the entertainment. Let me tell you, when I go to a football game, I go to watch football. I watch the game. I don't care about the people around me the show that's going on to the side, I could care less. I go to watch the football game. And, and that's just something that concerns me. The NFL's a joke. If you see the Pro Bowl, they're doing a draft now to pick these teams in the Pro Bowl. So they're doing a backyard. Let's, let's get all the players together. We're not having an NFC-AFC anymore. We're picking teams. How stupid is that? I mean, how stupid is that? And I know what Goodell's thinking. He, he doesn't think people take it serious anyway, and the fans are starting not to watch anymore. But, yeah, this might work for a year or two, but it's, it's going to die after that. This is ridiculous, picking your own teams to, to play a game. I mean, it's backyard football. If we wanted to do that, we'd go do it ourselves. But it's—I still, I still believe it should be AFC versus NFC. And if you'd like to talk, Call in, share your opinion, 646-716-5564. I know I don't have my links posted to get into the show. I know I canceled this show, but you can always go into the archives and listen to it. So I didn't want to cancel this show tonight, so I'm glad you, whoever's joining me out there listening, I do see we have several, several, several live listeners, and I appreciate that. On a cancel show, you've got people listening. That's a good sign. And thanks for joining us, and I'll go ahead and promote Sunday's show. Huge show lined up. We're going to talk Super Bowl. We're going to preview the entire Super Bowl. We're going to really dive into the recruiting. We're going to talk college basketball. I mean, it's just going to be an awesome show Sunday night. And I wish we had Trey with us tonight, but, you know, I canceled the show on him, so he, he didn't even know we was having a show. But, you know, college football is coming up the recruiting After this recruiting is over with, to have some interviews possibly lined up with some big-time coaches in college football, so I can't wait to get them on here. But let's go to rivals real quick, and and let's look at the top ten. I think I'll just pull them up right now. We'll talk a little recruiting, what we're going to talk about. And and this is what you're about to see. You know, right now the recruiting ranking in rivals, everything's up to date, but – this is the month, end of January. debt period's over with. Finally, to signing day, you're going to see some surprises out there, and these recruiting rankings will go up and down. Not everybody, but but you're going to see some major moves. And there's a team I'm keeping an eye on with Auburn being a number seven right now in recruiting. They have 21 commitments right now: three five stars, ten four stars, and seven three stars. And and what I look for this is these coaches, they make money. These assistant coaches, Damian Craig, Rodney Gardner, these guys are closers. And there's always one or two surprises in there when you're talking Alabama, when you're talking Ohio State, you're talking Florida State, teams like that, LSU, Florida, Notre Dame. There's a couple of surprises. So these rankings, where they won't fluctuate a lot, they're going to change. And right now, I have to still give kudos out to Tennessee right now at number three. They've been in the top three since since Jones took the job. They they've signed 33 right now. I don't know you can sign that many, but they have two five-star recruits, 15 four-star recruits. When I say 15, the only one with 15 right now is Ohio State. Alabama has 13 four-star recruits. Auburn has 10. Florida State has 12. So Tennessee is recruiting with the big boys of football right now. But but one thing I look at is the average star ranking of these players that they get. And right now, leading the pack, it looks like Alabama has average star is a 3.88. And I'll compare Auburn's with that, 3.71. Not too much separates them, but, but a little bit. So Tennessee is a 3.58, which if you're averaging a 3.5 star, that's that's pretty good. For me, that's, that's very good, actually. A&M, surprisingly, to me, with three five-stars on their team right now at number five, what a class Kevin Sumlin's putting together. If he can get some help on the defensive side of the ball in this recruiting class, Texas A&M is going to be a contender. They have to have defense. Auburn has to have defense, and that's what they're they're focusing on right now. If You can, you have to go after your needs right now. And, and if you looked at Auburn this year, you saw a, a very good offense that could control the ball, they could run the football, but they, you know, they made tackles when it counted at the end of the games until that Florida State game. But you have to be able to stop teams in order to win. And Trey Williams, five-star linebacker Auburn signed, and I'm, I'm just focusing on the defense right now. And they they signed four four-star corners, and that's one thing they were they were hurting in. That's going to be players that can come in right away and play they got a three-star linebacker. I need Deshaun Davis. They have a three- and a four-star. Well, I'll just do linebackers first. They they have Trey Williams, and they have Deshaun Davis. They're going to have to go out and get another one. I think they need one more to really solidify their defense in this class. You look at defensive ends, they have one, two. They have three defensive ends. They have a four-star Justin Thornton. They have Devontae Lambert, He went. he's he decommitted from Tennessee. He's coming to Auburn. He's a four-star. Rashid Kenyon's a three-star. So, I mean, they're loading up where they need to. And, and one player to look at in this class is four-star quarterback Sean White. He's He's climbing the charts, man. This kid is going to be the starting quarterback very, very soon for the Auburn Tigers. You mark my words on that. I apologize for the technical for the technical difficulties guys. And looking at the defensive tackles for Auburn, the defensive line they got. Devon Stuckey, a four star defensive tackle, Don Travious Russell, a four star defensive tackle. I mean these guys are going after their needs. Two star Devereaux Lawrence, I'm not very familiar with him. But like I said, recruiting's about to heat up and you know, you have your big boys right now. You have Alabama, you have your Florida State and Ohio States, and then, you know, the Auburn Tigers of the world are going to come in and make some noise as well. So there's some there's some teams you have to keep your eye on right now. And you, you look at it, you have Kentucky was even making some noise at number 14. UCLA's having a phenomenal class at number 16 right now, and we're going to go through all of these Sunday nights. So please join us. I can have some help and we can – we can break these needs down of everybody. But like I said, while I was having a short show tonight. Just wanted to say hello, keep the street going. I don't wanna miss any more shows if we if we don't have to. But looking at college basketball real quick before we go, I just wanted to bring up a, a team I want you to watch is the Kentucky Wildcats. Right now they're they're a team, they're very young. They've only lost four games this year, three or four games, I believe. But they're starting to get better. The one problem I see is playing on the road right now. They're struggling a little bit, but they're going to get that. They're going to get it down, guys. And when they do, they're going to be in, in March Madness, and they're going to be able to make a lot of noise. And looking at the polls, Arizona's got a stranglehold on the number one position. Really, Syracuse at number two, Michigan State's number three, Villanova got. Killed the other night by Creighton. They they won't be four for long. And then you have Wichita State. Wichita State's a team. They're nineteen and zero, and they had a great season last year. And they're still not getting the love, in my opinion. I think they need a little more love. But we're going to talk about this college basketball now that we're we're into it. We're going to talk some NBA. So have a great week. Sunday night, nine p.m. Eastern. Make sure you join us here on Block Talk Radio. And you can go to Twitter, at Sports and follow us. You can go to our Facebook, Sports, or you can go go to our website, dot com, and we will see you Sunday night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Chumba. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase Over the by law. 18 plus. apply. details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa.